Lord and Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for this study, Father God, which encourages, Father God, to keep our focus on faith, Father God, not to look around, Father God, not to give weightage, Lord, to the voice of the enemy, Father God, but to look to you, Lord, and run with your courage, run with you on our side, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for giving us, Lord, this topic, Father God, so that, Lord, we know that, Lord, when we let fear, even a little bit, what it will do for us, Father God, that it is going to contaminate our faith, it is going to destroy and shatter and shake our faith. Lord, I pray, Father God, for each one of us, Father God, in next level group, Father God, and in our churches, Father God, that we will, Lord, be, be, be a people of faith, Father God, who will not give in to fear, Father God, but who will, Lord, stand on faith, Father God, who will look to you in faith, Father God, and who will not be shaken, Lord, by the things that is going around them and the things that are going in them, Father. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit presence to come, Father God, and enlighten, Father God, the message that we are going to hear tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the topic is faith, not fear. Fear will never change your circumstances and fear will never conquer your enemy. And when you tolerate fear, it is going to contact That is what fear will do to you. It is going to contaminate the, the God-given faith in you. And how it does, it's, it's like a story. I'm just going to explain. It is like a ship on a high sea. Having a fear struggle with the waves, the storm wind is blowing harder by the minute. The boat is small, tossed about like a toy. The sky is dark. The sailor's strength is failing. They are gripped with fear. Someone is there in the boat who wasn't there before when they started the journey. Someone comes close to him and lays cold hands on his arms. And as he pulls widely on his oar, he feels his muscles freeze, feels that the strength go out of them. Then the unknown one reaches into his heart and mind and magically brings forth the strangest pictures. He sees his family, his children crying. What will become of them if he is no more? He sees a neighbor whom he wounded with an angry word. Suddenly he can no longer see or hear anything, can no longer row. A wave overwhelms him and in final desperation he cries out, Stranger in this boat, who are you? The sailors cries out and the stranger answers, I am fear. Now the cry goes up from the whole crew. Fear is in the boat. All arms are frozen and drop their oars. All hope is lost. Fear is in the boat. So when you allow fear in your life, it is going to contaminate your faith. You don't know how you allow, but through the situation, you allow the fear to grip you. And that is what fear will do to you and me. And when we cry out, it's a classical thing that we see 
time and again, time and again, the lessons that we can learn from the story. Jesus asked, you of little faith, why are you so fearful? In these words, we must hear all the disappointment of Jesus Christ and his disciples and all his love for them. Do you still not know that you are in God's hand, that where I am, God is? Why are you so fearful? Be of good courage, strong, firm, sure, confident, not shaking with faith. Don't hang your heads. Don't complain about what times these are. I am with you. Don't allow your faith to be contaminated. Fear is evil's net spread to catch us. Once evil has made us afraid, confused us, we are in its clutches. So don't be afraid, be of good courage. How can you meet the enemy with fear in your heart? Not with little faith. Isn't God greater than your problem? You need to make your, make your God bigger, your faith bigger. That is how you can meet the enemy of fear. Because where there is fear, the faith will disappear and you will not have any trust, nor courage, nor confidence. I'm not making up this statement. This is from 1 Samuel chapter 17. We see in that chapter that Saul was fearful when the Philistines were opposing him. Opposing him. He was not out front fighting the battle. He was in his tent. He was worried because fear crippled his faith. No faith because they were trusting in themselves. No trust because they were covering in their trenches. Paralyzing fear is not of God. It is the enemy's work. And that is what fear will do to you. It will strip away your faith, your trust, your courage and your confidence. And God speaks to his children over and again, over and again in his words. He says in Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Isaiah 41.13, fear not, for I will help you. Isaiah 43.1, fear not, for I have redeemed you and I have called you by name. You are mine. Luke 12.7, fear not, therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Not just one sparrows. Our Lord says that you are valuable than many sparrows. This is a quote by Martin Luther. Of whom shall I be afraid? One with God is a majority. So do you feel like that when you're faced with fear? Do you feel that you are on the majority side because God is with you? Or do you let fear to cripple you? Faith drives out fear and all the contamination that comes with it. The Bible teaches us that we don't that we have not been given a spirit of fear. When we trust God, we have no reason to fear, for we know that as long as we are in his hands, we are safe. You need to fight your fear down, and you need to silence the voice of fear. Every fear should become a bridge for you to run towards God and not a stumbling stone in your faith. In Psalm 27, we notice what David is saying when he was surrounded by fear and where his focus was. David's confidence in his almighty God halted his fear. Psalm 27 verse 1 goes like this. Therefore he asked, whom shall I fear and of whom shall I be afraid? 
God was David's salvation, that is, his liberator from his fears. God was David's strength, that is, God would give him the power to conquer his fears. Sincere faith in God will dispel our fears. God was on David's side and God is on our side as well. In Psalm 27 verse 2, he says, David knew that with God on his side, no one or nothing could overcome him. And in verse 3, he says, even in the midst of battle, it's, his confidence in his almighty did not waver. David attacked his fear by desiring to be close to God. The presence of God has always been a source of reassurance to God's people. When Moses was fearful about to go, to go before Pharaoh, he was promised the presence of God. That is Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. The great commission was given to a group of frightened disciples. It ends with the promise of Christ's presence throughout the coming age. And that promise is still alive and active with full power and with full force even for us today. So, how much time are you spending in God's presence? Do you allow the cares and the concerns of this world to come and choke your faith? We need to see that fear is the opposite of faith. Over and over we are commanded, fear not. God said, Fear not, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And the Lord speaks to us and says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Over and over, Jesus says, Fear not. And he asks us, Why are you fearing and whom are you fearing? So that is a fight to faith. And this is from Jairus' story. Jairus could have believed the bad report got in and got into fear and gave up on his miracle. When, Jairus, when Jesus was going along with Jairus and the woman comes and stops him and at the same time, the messenger comes and tells that his daughter is no more. He could have believed the bad report and got into fear and gave up on his miracle. But Jesus said, let me tell you what to, what to do in this situation. He said, fear not. Only believe. This is absolutely amazing. Jairus chose to believe the Lord's report and not man's. He chose to listen not to the voice of fear, but he chose to listen to the voice of the Almighty God. The daughter being dead was, was real and it was an accurate report. But he would not believe it because the word of Jesus said something different. Because the voice of faith here is saying something different than the voice of fear. You know, you now have to choose what report you are going to believe. Do you choose to believe the reports of man, the reports of fear, or do you choose to believe the reports of your almighty God? Jesus said to Jairus, fear not, only believe, only one option, no matter what the circumstances. And that option is believing in what Jesus says. Fear has several companions and relatives. With fear, you get in, you, you will end up in doubt, anxiety, stress, and worry. All this stems up from the root of fear. It is impossible to have the spirit of faith and spirit of fear at the same time. 
when you have a spirit of faith you don't have a spirit of fear and when you are in faith there is no room for fear this means there is no room for doubt there is no room for anxiety there is no room for stress there is no room for worry if you want to be rid of the stress and worry in your life then you need to rebuke the spirit of fear in your life because fear is at the root of every bit of it fear comes from the devil and not from god fear never comes from god and there will be a fight always to stand in your faith and there will be a fight in the worst of your circumstances too i'm not saying that it is easy it is a fight but you must make up your mind that you will win because you trust in him not on the messenger because you trust in the voice of faith and not on you because you trust in god almighty and not on your strength there comes a moment in every person's life where they must choose if they are going to be full of fear or full of faith jesus grabbed jairus right in the middle of his choice and gave him a word fear not believe and jesus always gives us a word right in the middle of our crisis too he knows what what are the other voices are telling you he knows the doubts that are flooding your mind and the way the devil is attacking you he knows it and he wants to interrupt that fear he wants to interrupt that voice he wants to interrupt the doubt and give you a word a word from heaven give him give you the assurance to not fear but only believe and that is the word he has for us fear not only believe don't let fear rule your life any longer make a choice to believe make a choice to stop the voice of fear jairus relatives and friends were already planning his daughter's funeral when jesus told them get out it's not over she's not dead she's just sleeping the devil is telling you it's over but jesus is saying it's not all over that is the difference between the voice of fear and the voice of faith it has been it has just been delayed for a little while jesus is on the inside of you and inside of me and we need to take that authority that he has given us and begin to rebuke the spirit of fear that is ruling our lives and allow him to breathe new life into the dead areas of our faith one of the greatest enemy to the progress and success of every believer in their walk of faith is the destructive voice of the enemy that is called fear in 1 peter 5:8 it says be self controlled and alert your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour this is an explanation given from by someone about this passage So what does a roaring lion looks like a roaring lion was generally an older lion that no longer had any teeth he would roar so that his prey would get afraid and run into an ambush made up of lions with real teeth and satan does the same to us he can't harm us because the blood of christ protects us but he can make us afraid when we run because of fear and he wants us to get in trouble and when we run we do get into trouble 
so our question to jesus is when we are running in fear lord i'm running for so long have you no care about me and he replies to us have you no faith my son my daughter while we are saying lord don't you care about my situation he says don't you trust me in your situation that is what he is asking us john bunyan said god never intended that troubles would destroy his people but that it would be for their glory to make them shine brighter when they pass through the valley of the shadow of death do you want to have confidence to go through all circumstances then you need to ask this question do i have an intimate awareness of god's presence when you have that intimate awareness of god's presence when fear knocks at your door there will be no one to answer him only faith will remain in you psalm 91 verse 14 to 15 says like this because he loves me i will rescue him says the lord i will protect him says the lord for he acknowledged my name he will call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble and i will deliver him and honor him this is the word of the lord almighty so do you have an intimate awareness of god's presence when fear knocks at your door i love apostle paul's story and the way he handled his fear when it came time for paul to die history records that he ran to the place of execution what was paul doing he was robbing fear of its power in his life so what was paul doing he was robbing fear of its power in his life he was shutting the voice of fear he was treading down fear on the way to his execution he was saying you are not taking my life i am running to give my life away for the one who gave everything for me that is how apostle paul shut the voice of fear and how are you going to shut the voice of fear in your life in 2 samuel chapter 23 verses 11 to 12 we read of one of david's 30 mighty men and this man's name was shama one day he and sir he and some other folks were gathering lentils in his pea patch and a philistine troop rushed in on them all those who were assisting shama fled in fear but the bible says that shama stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the philistines and the lord brought a great victory for him one man shut the voice of fear and not only defended his pea patch but also slew the philistine troop that day so my question and my request to you as a christian is if there is no turbulence in your life if your life is going smooth as a christian would you intently look at people who god has put in your life and will you earnestly pray for them who is going through a turbulent time who is going through a difficult time don't wait till they come and ask you to pray would you stand like shama for them and defeat the voice of the enemy if you are going to wait till they come and ask you to pray that is not christian love that is worldly love 
God wants you to be like Shama, stand in the middle of the enemy and fight for others. And if you are a people of faith, you need to take the focus off of your life and discern what prayers people need that God has placed in your life. How can I lift someone from fear? How can I make someone stand firmly in their faith? How can I escape someone from the roaring lion, the deadly animal? How can I rescue someone from the mouth of the evil? How can I motivate others not to fear and assure them that I will be the stretcher bearer for them until they get the victory? And how will I assure them that I will not let you down, not let your feet rub in the ground until I see faith rising up in you? I will carry you faithfully until you conquer your fear and stand upon your faith. Have you stood for anyone like that, like Shama? If you didn't know the story, and if you didn't know that is your calling, when your life is going smooth, would you take that seriously? And the people who are in the midst of battle, I request and I pray, be like Shama. You too refuse to be a victim of fear and run away and hide. But make a bold declaration that I will stand my ground and fight and expect a great victory. I will not give in to fear, but I will stand in faith. You can stand in faith like Shama, or you can be like Shama to somebody else. So as a Christian, do you have a true love for one another? That your heart runs for someone who is going through something in their life, who are going through trouble, you know that. But you are not praying for them because your eyes is all upon you. That's all. So would you be a person who will be holding others, who will be lifting others up like Shamma, so that they will not be a victim to fear, so that they will not be afraid of the roaring lion that even doesn't have a teeth, but it is just making you to fear. And it is making your friend, your brother and sister in Christ to run away and hide. If you don't do that, if you are not going to be willing to stand like Shama for others, God will ask you, what did you do for that child of mine when they went through trouble? How were you carrying them in your prayers? Instead of praying for them, you are waiting to see how are they going to fall? How the dunk is going to be on their face? How their name is going to be slandered? You know, to tell the truth, ashamedly, that is what Christians are doing. Until someone comes and asks us to pray, we don't pray, even when we know others are going through something. And today, God wants you to be like a Shama for others, to stand and encourage them in their faith and deliver them from their fear. Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you, Father God, for the calling, Lord, you are placed in our lives, Father God. To run like Paul, Lord, not to accept the defeat, not to accept the victory, not to even give a single thing to the enemy. And to run even during the time of execution in faith, Father God. 
that I am telling you fear, that I am not going to give into fear, but I am going to give my life to the one who gave it all for me. Lord, help us, Lord, to be like Shama, Father God. To be there, Lord, remaining strong in faith so that none of your children will be victim of fear. None of them will lose their faith, Father God. None of them will lose their trust and confidence and courage in you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, enlighten our hearts, enlighten our mind, Father God, to be the person, Lord, who will slam the voice of fear down, Father God, because we know our times are in your hand. Whom shall we fear? We have to fear the only one who has control over our life. And we don't have to fear the, the ruthless enemy that doesn't have power, whose power has been has been crucified on the cross, whose power has been destroyed on the cross. He doesn't even have teeth, but we fear him and we run. Lord, help us, Lord, to be the children, Lord, of yours who will face the future fearlessly, Father God, that who will take the stand and say, I will not run away in fear because my Lord says, fear not, I am with you. Be not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Lord, I pray, Father God, make us to know, Father God, that you are a God who will oppose us with your victorious right hand, a, a hand that has never let go of us, a hand that has never ever cramped, a hand that has never been tired, a hand that we cannot slip out of, a hand that will not drop that has never dropped us down or never will drop us down. A strong, safe, and secure hand. Help us to know, Father God, when the enemy comes, that we are not the children of a poverty-stricken father. No. We are the children of the Most High God. We are the children of the Almighty God who owns it all. We are not children of a poverty-stricken father. Lord, we Christians are living a life as if we belong to a poverty-stricken father. Help, Lord, to faith arise in us, Father God, so that, Lord, we will not live this kind of defeated life, Father God, this kind of paralyzed life, Father God, this kind of contaminated faith life, Father God. Help us to know, Father God, my father is rich, my father is all-powerful, he's omniscient, omnipresent. My father is not poverty stricken. He has all the power to bring me out of this trial victoriously. Lord, I pray, Father God, convict, Lord, each one of us, Lord, when another believer was struggling, where, what are we, what were we doing? Were we folding our hands and watching them to fall into the pit so that we can ridicule them, so that we can make fun of them, so that we can mock them? The one that was purchased by your blood. Convict us, Father God. Where we have not stood like Shama, Father God, for others, Lord. Where we did not stand strong in our faith, Father God. Where we were waiting for others to come and ask for prayer. And when we know they were going through something, we did not lift them in prayer. Lord, I pray, Father God, give us, Lord, the true Christian heart, Father God. Towards one another, Lord, the heart that you have called us to have, Lord. To love one another above all else, Father God. To look for people, Lord, 
who are going through difficulties in their life, who are going through challenges, Lord, who are in the hands of the enemy, Father God, and to come and snatch them, Lord, from the hands of the evil, Father God. Lord, help us, Lord, not to fear, Lord, that dead enemy, Father God, that just roars, who doesn't even have teeth to attack us. Remind us, Father God, that we belong to the almighty God, not to a poverty-stricken father. Convict us, Father God. How many times we live a Christian life as if we belong to a father who has nothing to offer us. We go and beg to the world instead of coming to you, Father God. Deliver us, Lord, from this begging stage. Deliver us from being beggars of this world and to come and stand in authority of you, Father God who has everything that we need to conquer our fears and to stand in faith, Father. Anoint each one of us, Lord, with your faith, Father God. And not to allow our faith to be contaminated with fear and to be the people, Lord, who will stand with one another, Father God, when they go through something and lift them up in prayer and carry them, Lord, until Lord, they stand firm in faith in you, Father. Anoint us, Lord, with the, with the same anointing that Shammah had, Father God. When everybody ran, he stood the ground. Help us to stand the ground in faith in you, Father. Help us not to be the victim of fear, Father God. Lord, I submit next level group to you, Father God. And I pray your blessing and your anointing of faith. Lord, give us, Lord, increase our faith in you, Father God. And for that, help us to have that... Um, Awareness, Father God, to come and spend time with you, Father God, to see you so close to us that fear cannot come near us, Father God. I pray, Father God, in all these clutters and noises, Lord, that we are involved in this world, Father God. Help us, Lord, to run away from all these attractions of this world and spend time with you, Father. So that, Lord, because your word says the enemy it's like a roaring lion looking for opportunity so that when he comes, we'll open our door with faith. I pray all of this, Lord, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.